into the contest. It is Friday the 13th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And as we all know, Shane is a, a wonderful cook. Yeah. Semi-professional cook. Yes. <laughs> An outstanding individual in the kitchen. Now, it's the magic round. So, what is your magic food for the magic round in the NRL? Well, I've worked out uh, there's three mm. there's three games I'm definitely going to be tuning into. It's the Bulldogs versus the Knights. I want to see what happens yep. there. Uh, Manly versus the Broncos and Storm versus Penrith. So I thought, what will the three meals I'll cook? So I'll start with the Bulldogs versus Knights. I'm thinking Bulldog, big Lebanese following. I'm going to do – I've got to pronounce this correctly, Tim. Is it Samkihala, which is that fish with chili, tahini – um, yeah, it's close enough. Samki Hale, yeah, yeah. Sounds good enough to me. Yeah, I'm going to wrap that in some Lebanese bread with some onion and mm. some um, uh, probably some garlic sauce. So that's a nice little kebab mm. to start off. Then the Manly Broncos, it's got to be surf and turf. So an eye fillet, prawns, Bernays sauce, chips, and a salad. And then Storm versus Penrith, it's going to be, it's going to be a spicy match. And the Storm are famous for the grapple tackle and the chicken wings, so it's going to be some spice, some spicy chicken wings with an O'Brien beer, mate. How's that sound? <laughs> to wash it all down. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. He's nailed it. 10 out of 10. It's a huge show on the way. Of course, we have the wonderful Shad Wicker, Brisbane comedian, is going to break the rugby league down for us. And Australia gets the Rugby World Cup, both the men's and the women's, 2027 and 2029. And GWS, drama there. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. This is huge news for the game of rugby union, Shane. Uh, awarded the World Cups. Uh, I know Phil Kearns and a few others have been up front and centre as we bidded for these, but uh, really exciting because it hasn't been a great few years for the game of rugby, particularly at the highest level. Yeah, it couldn't come at a better time, this great news, uh, that we will host mm. both the men's in 2027 and the women's 2029 Rugby World Cups. Uh, it's the third time that uh, we've hosted the men's uh, and the first time we'll host the women's. And it's, look, it's projected to generate, Tim, close to $2.8 billion uh, create you know fourteen thousand jobs, um, and inject you know um, potentially five hundred million wow. into the into trade and investment, mate. So it's big numbers, but it can't come a better time for rugby that's really really struggling in this country. All right, we've got a of course a magic round. We're going to talk to Shad about that, but the AFL tonight. How do you see this game going? I think it's an interesting one. I think the Bulldogs are struggling, Tim. I think Collingwood uh, Collingwood will, will get up tonight, and I think. Uh, then the Bulldogs are going to make some big changes amongst their uh, their lineup for for the following week. GWS had all this momentum going, didn't they, over the the past series of years, and it just looks a bit like a shit fight at the moment. Yeah, well, Leon Cameron has uh, suddenly decided to walk away mid season. Look, he's been at GWS for ten years. Um, mm. His coaching records it's at fifty two percent, so it's it's okay. Um, but GWS are you know, currently sitting fifteenth out of eighteen on the table. Uh, Mark, Mav- Mark McVeigh, the assistant coach, will take over 
and there's some yeah. some big names um, uh, sort of uh, being touted to take over. I think James Hurd will will become the new uh, GWS coach next year. Wouldn't that be a massive change, James mm. Hurd? I'd like to see it as well. It'd be great to see him uh, return in that coaching position. What a player he was, of course, James Hurd. I remember that grand final. I was down there when he just took apart Melbourne 20-odd years ago. Now, the AFLW boss, uh, Nicole Stevenson, she's under fire for deciding to go and do some swimming con- commentary when uh, the AFLW is still sort of all jumbled up. Yeah, I can see why that uh, people are upset. Um, you know, they're saying that if uh, Gil McLaughlin was moonlighting uh, on some other sport, uh, people would be up in arms and... Look, even she hasn't even got the schedule out for next year. And you know, some of the girls have been saying on Twitter that they've had their um, pay, uh, uh, no pay uh, leave approved, um, but they don't know when the games are. And they're saying, stop moonlighting doing swimming commentary and sort, sort your first job out first so we can actually plan our future for next year. It's, it's, a, it's a big issue. I think she's going to have to not do this swimming um, commentary. Yeah, it's look, I mean, it's great to spin plates, but if yep. you're going to do it, at the expense of detail, it's become mm. quite a sport, AFLW. It really has. Now, Nick Kyrgios, he's come out. We're not far away from Wimbledon, of course. And he's never far away from big comment. <laughs> he reckons he's the world's best grass court player ahead of the All England Championships. And if you are, mate, show us. Yeah, mate, I already was smoking grass at this stage when he, was, <laughs> when he made this comment. But um, look, he's look, he, he's a look. No doubt, I'm a huge fan of Nick Kouris, and I think he's a very, very good player. He has beat some of the best players in the world, but his highest finish at Wimbledon is only a quarterfinal. Mm. So I don't, know, I don't know how you're the best player in the world. And I think at 27 years of age now, he is definitely more reflective, and he is enjoying his tennis a little bit more. But, mate, come out and show us, as you said, Tim. Come and come win us a major title, and then you can make these big sweeping comments. But... Uh, at this stage, I think he's far from the best player in the world on grass. Well, we're going to talk to Chad Wicker shortly all about the Rugby League, but uh, and Paul Gallum may well end up in a more functional role in Rugby League now that it looks like his boxing career is over. But he's had a couple of little secrets. One, of course, is his passion to fight you in an all-blue. But um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the other massive secret of Paul Gallum. Well, was it a secret? He's coaching team, and he was saying that he's not as – fast anymore not a good boxer at the age of 40 well thanks for the scoop <laughs> um he yeah look he's i don't know what's excuses he's just um and the fact that we're talking about him again after the fight uh proves that he's a very very good marketer um mm. so i think it's time to move on and uh look i think where he'll become best um post career is in that sort of football management role at, at some club he is hard um and he yeah. could get the best out of some young players yeah, absolutely. And i tell you what, he's made some cash. Yes, he has. Well, we mentioned the wonderful Shad Wicker, the Brisbane comedian. Great man. We love him. He's up next on Afternoon Sport. It's that time on a Friday. We love it. It's Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. How are you going, Shadster? Oh, boys, I'm good. I mean, it is pretty wet here in Brisbane. I'm not going to lie. So if you are heading to the Magic Round this weekend, pack a poncho, pack a snorkel. It is going to be a wet and wild one. <laughs> a pack a good attitude too because there'll be some, lots of good games of footy, I think, mate. Oh, is it though? I mean, geez, the curtain raiser is a pretty poor one, isn't it? Can't wait to see Canterbury versus, Newca- versus Newcastle. Oh, great. Uh, but it's pivotal though, isn't it, Shad? You know, 
know what I mean? Like in the, in the chess game of rugby league, it is a pivotal one for the coaches. Now, you obviously have, have markets framed in a number of areas from mascots to coaches and hot <laughs> bums. Uh, this is hot bum territory, this one. Oh, mate, honestly. And tell you what, two of the lowest scoring sides in the NRL. What is it? An average of 10 points for the Bulldogs, 12 or less for uh, the Knights, and it's going to be wet and wild. I think you'd be slamming the unders in this game. Or do you reckon it's going to be flipped? Do you think one team will just embarrass the other? I think the Bulldogs might 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 get up here. We'll wait oh, and see. I feel the same. Yep. I feel like the Bulldogs mm. will win as well. Yeah. Now, the, mate, let's go to the Warriors. Your Warriors, some serious unrest there. Yeah. I mean, look, I've really chosen a good year to try and jump the ship, I feel. Um, yeah, they start off the season so well and then they've just been absolutely slammed. That not being able to score against 11 men against the Sharks is one mm. of the most embarrassing displays of rugby league. I think ever in the history mm. of the game, um, all this unrest that's going on. I've been told by a mate of mine that works at Warriors, right? Um, Sean Johnson is actually leading a bit of a uh, campaign against our coach, which has not been received well by the rest of the leadership group. So I think there's a big issue in the Bronco in the Warriors, big issue in the Warriors that has to do with uh, one of the signings that they brought back to the club, that if you remember when that happened, we all said probably not a great idea to bring mm. back Sean Johnson to the Warriors, and now it's looking like this is part of the reason this team's a bit fractured. That seems extraordinary. He's hardly been there long enough for his coffee to go cold. He's only he's only been back a few weeks. Yeah, so apparently that's the word that's coming, uh, coming out of the Warriors from what I hear is that SJ is part of a bit of an issue there. Ooh, and when you think right. about it, he's, he's also part of a group of players that – are potentially not going to travel back to New Zealand in July. Mm. Mm. Um, when he re-signed with the Warriors, he didn't say he was going to move his family back. They're still living in Australia. Um, he left on pretty bad terms. He was also part of that bro culture that that club Ooh. tried to get rid of, and he was the head of it. So I'm personally not that surprised. So just, I was just going to say, just on that, there's got to be pressure on on Nathan Brown. Like he, he's a mate of mine, but he's had 34 wins, 87 losses. He's only He's at 28% win rate. That's pretty low. I mean, it's 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 a hard one going to the Warriors. I mean, the, yeah. the challenge that they've had over the last two years of being in Australia, I know they've said that they're not going to lean on that as an issue, but that mm. is a huge part. I mean, last mm-hmm. year they lost part of their side to want to go back. The RTS leaving has obviously left a big hole in the leadership group there, which where I think a lot of this bubbling up tension has come from. Mm-hmm. They've always been a rudderless ship, and I think mm. as much as – Brown is, you know, he's, he's gone around from club to club, but he was the guy that, you know, sorry to say it, but he's not the greatest coach, but he's good at ripping your team, gutting it out, getting rid of the dead weight, and then the yep. next guy that comes in is given a good platform to go. I mean, it's not looking good for the Knights and that, but, but like he's, <laughs> he's generally that guy. And I think the problem with the Warriors is, is they've gone through another silly roster movement yep. where they've stacked the wrong team. But but in saying all of that, if they beat the Rabbitohs at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, that's five wins for the season. So they they have been up and down like the proverbial, haven't they? They they they're just outside the eight. So this isn't a season that has gone down the river. Um, obviously they got flogged the other day, but they've they've had some narrow wins. It's interesting. And and this game tonight, Shad, um, the Broncos are in the eight. Now, um, yep. they obviously this would have been normally an away game to Manly. It's home on their turf. 
Uh, they win. That's six wins for the season. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos, look, the vibe is quite positive here at the Bronx, but I think that as well there's still – I know within the club there's an attitude mm. that we haven't won anything. I think they're mm. quite aware inside the club that they've been on runs like this before where it looks like they've got it right and then it all fall apart. Yep. Um, obviously some off-field issues for the Broncos. Interesting one about them playing uh, an away game at Suncor. You know they still have to use the away sheds? <laughs> okay. So they well, still put the go. Broncos in the away sheds and Good. the team even has to park in the away team car park. Well, I, that's <laughs> probably hilarious. a small price to pay if you're still playing on your home deck. I, um, When you think about it, what about the Roosters? Do you think they, they want to win? Obviously, uh, Nick Politis um, uh, demands success. Uh, he, he obviously does a great job for that football club. But uh, do you believe the Cameron Munster coming in, Ben... Uh, and, and sort of Cleary, or not, what am I saying, Cleary? Of course, Luke Cleary um, possibly leaving. Man, I've, here's my thing with the, with the Roosters, man, is like they are always in win-now mode. Mm. Like they, they've never not yep. been. And yep. um, if there's one thing we've learned when it comes to the Roosters, if they want someone, They'll get them. they get them. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't mind the rumour mill is obviously going nuts. Braith and Astor, who's the agent, is saying that oh, yeah, we haven't even had a phone call. But how often mm. have we heard that kind of conversation? Sonny Bill Williams both times. Mm. Um, but I, I don't mind the setup where they're saying, you know, potentially the Dolphins get their half by taking Kiri. And then that opens up the money for Munster. They're going to lose Crichton already. I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see Munster wearing that Roosters jersey. But now the Storm really are in a bit of trouble because there's a lot of purses that are going to be opening up to get Munster to leave, and already you've seen them offer an extended contract now to just try and keep him there because he's in the form of his life. I think if if Munster does go to the Roosters, that will make him – the best possible player he can be, I think. And he'll end up being one of the, one of the greats of the game, I reckon. Does, cool. Doesn't this reek of Reynolds mm-hmm. leaving Souths? Yep. Doesn't this mm-hmm. reek of the same stench mm-hmm. of you're going to let this guy go because you don't think you should give him this long of a contract? Yep. That's, got, that's gone well for Souths. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, look, uh, finally, uh, uh, Suncorp's going to get a real test because uh, everywhere I look through uh, newspapers and uh, and online, it looks like there's a massive weather bomb just hovering above Brisbane. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal, especially for that Saturday, which is sold out for the Magic Round as well. Mm. It is probably the best day of footy as well in the in the setup for the Magic Round. Uh, it is. It, it'll be interesting to see how the pitch holds up come the last game on Saturday. When you think about yeah. how many games are getting played on there, and it is, like I live near Red Hill, it is wet, boys. It is very wet around Suncorp. I wonder, I had this thought yesterday, the Olympics are coming here to Brisbane. Yep. Mm. Suncorp's going to be hosting a lot of events there as well as the Gabba. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon they might end up possibly putting a roof on Suncorp? Well, does it? Uh, yeah, possibly. I'd, ha- I'd ha- yeah, I'd have to defer to my friends at uh, at Multiplex on that one. It's a big expense. I just don't know how. E- I don't know. Look, it's a, it sounds like a great idea. I just don't know how easy it would be, unless, of course, and we could do a little bit of research during the week on this one. Where, unless when they built it, they built it with a provision that they could put it in. Oh, I see what you mean. There's a lot more rules at play than just oh, I want a dry pitch at rugby league. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it might be worth it. Shad, just finally, just finally, because I'm I'm preparing my chicken wings for the Storm versus Penrith. Um, 
with my O'Brien beer. Who are you tipping, Storm or Penrith? Mate, I'm going I'm going Melbourne. And if you look at the track record between these two games, uh, Panthers have won close, I think, within six points whenever they've beaten the Storm over the last few games. Yep. But the Storm have won by nearly 20 each time. So I'm going for a big Storm win over wow. Penrith. I'm going the other way. I'm going Penrith win. Yeah, so that's where my back is. And I tell you what, if you are uh, in Brisbane, uh, Sydney or Newcastle all this month, I'm doing shows. I'm doing uh, stand-up shows in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. If you want to go and check them out, follow me on Instagram, at Wicked Chad. Go to go to Adwicket Chad and uh, get along. He's a very funny man, very talented man, and he knows his footy. So you've got you've got Melbourne, you've got Penrith. I'll go the draw after Golden Point. We'll see you next week, Chad. <laughs> see you, legends. See you, everybody. <laughs> That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you. Of- a big thank you, of course, to Shad Wicker today and our great sponsors. Yeah, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you. Yeah, uh, they do. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. You enjoy your weekend. We will be back Monday with your daily dose of sports. See you Monday, guys. Take care. Join us for our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.